the number one question I get from people is, can a non-U.S. citizen get a loan to purchase a home? Have you ever wondered if a non-U.S. citizen can buy a property or if you are actually a non-citizen and you want the American dream to buy a home? Are you wondering, do you qualify for a loan or do you have to pay cash? In this video, I'm going to show you that as a non-U.S. citizen, you can absolutely purchase a home and get a home loan to buy the American dream. Hey, Chris, this is an awesome topic. So let's just dive right in to the questions that I'm getting from buyers and you probably get the same questions. Fair enough? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So listen, here in the Dallas area, we have a mixture of people, a lot of people moving here. And the number one question I get from people is, can a non-US citizen get a loan to purchase a home? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll define that real quick, right? So you've got uh, people that are that are born in the United States, they're U.S. citizens, of course. You have uh, folks that have um, been naturalized, and, and they're typically what's called a permanent resident, right? So they, they would get a um, what's commonly known as a green card, right? But it's a, it's essentially a permanent resident card, um, and that means that they're a permanent resident. They're not necessarily a U.S. citizen because um, they haven't gone through that process, but they've been um, they've taken the proper steps to get their essentially their green card. Now um, there are other um, folks that move in, you know, that move into the country, maybe because they were sponsored by their company and they're what, what's classified as a non-permanent resident, right? So they may be on a, on a visa for two, five, you know, 10 years, whatever it is, but essentially a, an employer has sponsored them uh, to have a visa, right? So those are the, the most common options. Either you're a citizen, a permanent resident, or a non-permanent resident with a visa. There is an, another classification, a fourth classification, which anyone that doesn't meet those essentially those three items is, is considered what's called you know what, what, what's a, a classified as a foreign national so they're a citizen of another country right but they are now living in the in the u.s they have most likely a valid um a valid passport they've got a um so for for mexico right they have what's called a, a matricula consular right they've got their their mexican their mexican uh, mexican documentation sorry um, and oftentimes they have to um, go back to the country of residence that, of their original residence to renew those documents, right? So those are the four um, kind of main classifications of, of folks that are that are in the U.S. And then here in DFW, right, it's a melting pot of, of people that kind of come in and out. So that's the, the four main components there. So let me ask you this. Let's say out of uh, any of those categories, what documents would they have to give you to be able to qualify uh, to purchase a home, to get pre-qualified, let's say. Yeah, so a US citizen, a permanent resident, and a, a non-permanent resident, they have the same uh, for Fannie, Freddie, and Ginny, which is your conventional financing, uh, FHA financing, USDA, VA, right? They have the same requirements. Um, so as a US citizen, you can provide a, a copy of your driver's license, social security card in some, in some instances, as a permanent resident, you'll provide your green card or permanent resident card. As a non-permanent resident, you'll have a visa, right? So typically a visa and then the passport from your country of origin. Um, so in some instances, you'll have to provide both, but at, at a minimum, a, a visa. And if let's just, let's take a worst case situation. Let's say that someone's visa has expired and they're still here, right? They would then need to renew their visa first. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Or um, in some instances, there's 
Um, there's some programs, I think we have a, uh, there's a FANI program and then even through FHA, if we can show that they've renewed it um, previously, so they've had a, a history of renewing it, um, like, if, you know, during, you know, during COVID, it was difficult. It was difficult for people to get appointments and all that stuff. So um, there was, um, there was, there's some leeway, essentially, if, if we can show that they've renewed it previously um, and their, their employer is going to continue to sponsor them then we can still kind of move forward with, with pre-qualification, pre-approval. And then um, they would, again, just have to, to hurry and, and kind of get that. But yeah, it, it doesn't mean that they're just, you know, they're just out. That they can't do it. Um, and and right. the reason I ask this is that when I'm talking to people, especially those that aren't residents and, and some that don't have the green card, it's the American dream. They want to yeah. own a home. Um, there's some people I've spoken with that they they have tax identification numbers, but no social security number because they haven't gone through the full and entire process. Um, so, so they've been paying taxes for the past seven years and some of them have current visas. Um, and some of them don't have current visas, but their passport is still current. Do they still have yeah. a, a hope as long as their passport is current, then we, what would we do then ask them to, uh, work on their visa at the same time? Yeah, so, um, so, you know, over the last, you know, probably 15 to 20 years, there's been a little bit more um, leniency, right? Because prior, prior to that, um, you would have to pay cash uh, or you weren't, you weren't buying, right? It, it's no different than, you know, you and I going down to Mexico saying, hey, we found this, this place in Cabo, we want to go buy it. Well, you're, you're not going to find a bank to lend you any money in Mexico, right? Because you're not a Mexican citizen. Same if you go up to Canada, right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's no, like, it's no different than you and I going to another country trying to, you know, trying to finance a property. Uh, it's either not going to happen or it's going to just, it's going to be a little bit more expensive than, you know, like, again, a Mexican citizen or a Canadian citizen, right? It's just a little bit different. So, um, so for, again, for someone that's a foreign national, they don't um, necessarily have uh, the documentation to, um, to allow them to, to finance through traditional means there are now options, right? So there's what's called non-QM options or non-qualified mortgage uh, options for foreign nationals. So you can have an, uh, an ITIN, which is a, a tax identification number. Um, uh, but the one component is you still have to have a valid form of identification. So uh, an, unexpired, uh, an unexpired visa, um, unexpired passport. Um, and again, oftentimes that the, you know, each country has their, their own separate set of, of what we classify as our driver's licenses and, and visas, right? So um, we need to have some, some form of documentation that is unexpired. And then if it's, you know, if they're looking at purchase and it's gonna expire in the next, you know, 12 months, those are just things we wanna kind of identify ahead of time. Um, Cause again, they could kind of mess up the, mess up the process, but there are options for um, non-citizens, right? Again, what we kind of classify as a foreign national, uh, they're just gonna be a little bit more stringent. So more, more down payment, um, there's still going to be kind of credit score requirements, right? So a lot of people don't know you can use that tax identification number to build credit. So similar to, you know, similar to someone that's, you know, someone that's 18 years old and they, they just started using their, you know, their social security card to go apply for credit cards and stuff like that. You would do the same thing with your, with your ITIN. Um, you would essentially, you know, most likely have to go apply through a, a secured means of, of building credit. So you'd have to go put you know, $500 deposit somewhere, you then get a credit card for $500. And then you can use that to start building up uh, credit history. And again, it's probably a good idea to, you know, maybe get two or three cards so that you're, you know, kind of maximizing that process. Yeah. And, and that's a great process to, to go through on a side note. 
that if you get a secured card, um, you're basically putting your money up front and you yeah. can use your money to build that credit. And eventually I've seen people within six months to a year where the credit uh, provider uh, says, hey, you know what, we'll send you your money back. You've made great payment history and we're going to yep. keep your credit low so you don't overspend, but we're going to help you build credit. So that, that, that's something good to know. Anyone with a, uh, with a tax identification number that's built credit can then uh, have their credit pulled because hence they have credit. So now you can exactly. use the FICO scores. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you will have an actual score um, that, that again, banks and lenders can, can pull when, you know, trying to, to um, look at all the, look at all the things from a verification standpoint. So. So let me ask you this. Um, you mentioned the, the, the Fannie, Freddie and Ginny. It let's say uh, on, on a foreign national that has all their paperwork lined up and everything is perfect. That seems to be like an American citizen that's got all their paperwork together and everything's really simple. It's going to be a simplified loan process. And then you have your other tier where maybe their visas in place, but they don't have uh, credit established, so on and so forth. I like always going to the hardest case scenario because we know that the hardest case scenario is, uh, is a pool of people that really want to buy a home. Sure. But there's a lot more work involved. Obviously, number one is, is I'll connect them with you or for them to reach out to you and you can walk them yeah. through the process. But with that being said, what would be a standard down payment? Are uh, foreign nationals looking at like a three and a half percent FHA or they're going to need more money than that? Yeah, so that is the that is the one thing. That's the biggest difference between again a citizen, permanent resident, and a non-permanent resident, and again a, a foreign national, which is you kind of have the citizen, resident, non-permanent over here, and then you have foreign national kind of over here, right? Um, most lenders, most investors right now um, require twenty percent down when you're a foreign national. Um, so that's going to be the biggest difference. Is that um, is that again? It's it's a it's a bigger from from a lending perspective, right? It's a bigger risk. Um, because, you know, if worst case scenario, you stop, you know, you stop paying the, stop paying the home. I think the foreclosure process is a little bit different when you're a non-citizen, right? So there's just a little bit more cost from a lender perspective. Um, so that's the, that's kind of the, the reasoning for the higher, higher down payment. It's just, it's just, you know, loss mitigation, right? So yeah. it's a little yeah. bit more risk. It's, it's going to be a little bit more cost. So that's the biggest difference, uh, between, you know, being a citizen, permanent resident or non-perm is that, um, if you're, if you're not classified as one of those three, then the, the down payment requirement is going to be significantly more. Okay. Yeah, no. And that makes sense. Um, because just like you said, the loss mitigation uh, situation, it's, it's more difficult to get their money back. What some buyers don't think about is that when you're borrowing funds, that house becomes the asset that the bank is attaching to that in the, in the event, the unfortunate event that you default, they get that property back. So, you know, when it's high risk, it's going to be uh, a little bit more difficult. So um, yeah. one more question I have for you is, is there any special loan programs out there for any one of these categories? Obviously the foreign national, probably not, I'm going to guess, but if yeah. they're, if they're carrying a green card or they've, or if they become a citizen, it's no different than, than any other U S citizen, but if they have a green card and they're a first time home buyer, is there any special programs for them or were they just follow the same route of your, of your U S citizen doing an FHA or type thing? 
No, no, that is the good thing is that, yeah, for, uh, for permanent residents, and there are some programs for non-perms um, where they would qualify for the first-time home buyer, uh, you know, either grant programs, down payment assistance. A lot of those are very specific, right? Uh, income requirements, location requirements, stuff like that. But no, that, that is one of the things where, yeah, for nationals, um, there's, yeah, essentially no, no, none of those programs, right? Because those are all like lower down payment, lower cost type options. And those are essentially reserved for uh, U.S. citizens, permanent residents, or, or non-perms. So, um, yeah, nothing that, that they'd be eligible for. But again, yeah, as even a, a non-U.S. citizen, right, if you have a, a, a green card or you're a permanent resident, uh, and in some cases, the non-permanent resident visa holders, they do uh, qualify or they can qualify for the for some of our programs, which is, which is really cool. So the good news is, and I appreciate you being um, on the podcast with me and on the video cast, uh, is that... Anyone out there that is not a U.S. citizen and wants to buy a home, there is an avenue for you to buy yeah. a home. Absolutely. And if anyone's telling you otherwise, they're just ill-informed because there are ways to get loans from the bank for you to actually purchase a home. I mean, it is the coolest thing to own a home. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's, there's nothing like it. As a matter of fact, if you've traveled anywhere in the world and, and, and you know this, my viewers uh, have heard this. My wife is from Brazil and it's, you just don't go, you just don't grow up in Brazil and go, I'm going to buy a home. And in seven years, I'm going to buy another home. It, that's just yeah. not the culture. And it's not how their banking works here in the United States. You have the opportunity to purchase, not just one home, but multiple homes. It's all about following yeah. the, the proper steps. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a, that brings up a, a great topic you hear, you know, obviously with the, the social stuff, you hear all these house hacks and all this kind of stuff, which we can talk about that another, another time. But it's, again, it's a great way to build wealth and, and build, uh, you know, obviously equity in, in purchasing homes and, and flipping and all this other stuff. So that's something that we can uh, maybe do on another, another, uh, another podcast. For sure, man. Listen, I appreciate you. I appreciate the information in which you bring to our community to the buyers and obviously to the podcast and to anyone that's watching us on YouTube. So thanks yeah, again, brother. Absolutely. And uh, I look forward to having you on again soon. Listen, my friends, I understand that home ownership is a dream for a lot of people, but that dream can become reality. If you have any questions or you need personal assistance in helping you find or sell a home, leave a comment below. I will respond to you to make sure that your questions are answered. And if you have found the information in this video helpful, click subscribe and the bell so you're alerted every time we upload another video. Until next time, my friends, make it a great day.